Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Monday, 7 o'clock p.m. sharp. My name is Andre Anderson. I am both host and founder of BSTL. And what does BSTL stand for? It stands for Building Something That Lasts. And wherever you are tuning in from this evening, don't forget to like, subscribe, and or share. Uh, this way we can continue uh, to get our message out there about leadership. And this, of course, is a podcast that deals with all things leadership-based. So anyways, today, let's just jump right into it. Uh, we want to have a conversation about transparency over uh, composure. So if you're like me, um, most of you that are listening right now uh, have to admit that one of the most difficult things to be and or to do as a leader is to decide when do you want to make sure that everybody can see that your heart is on your uh, your elbow, your sleeve, wherever it is that it's located, uh, versus uh, learning how to create uh, this kind of pseudo, I'm okay, everything's all right type of face. And so if you're like me, you've had to have uh, for years or months, depending on how long you've been leading in a formal setting, you've had to have difficult conversations. And when I say difficult, uh, not every conversation is equal, but every single conversation that you choose to have is important as part of your leadership. And of course, we know that there are individuals who have uh, avoided and skirted um, issues, and I hope that you've been listening to both season one and season two. Uh, the reality is there will come a time where you will not be able to bury your head in the sand. Uh, you will not uh, be able to avoid having a, a difficult conversation. You're going to have to nip it in the bud. So the reason why we want to talk about transparency over composure is, look, uh, when I was a younger leader, everybody said, look, don't, don't say anything. Don't say a word. Bite your lip. Bite your tongue. And I remember I was once in a meeting uh, many years ago, and in this particular meeting that I was in, it was important. Uh, major decisions uh, needed to be made within our organization. And I thought, you know, this is the day that I'm just going to go for broke. I'm going to say what I want to say. And, um, you know, the reality is I was sitting uh, with a bunch of friends and uh, we were all uh, leaders in this particular organization. And as I had kind of mustered up enough confidence <laughs> uh, to say something, somebody pulled my shirt. <laughs> and when they pulled my shirt, I, I sat down. I mean, I was first of all surprised that somebody had pulled on my shirt. It was well-pressed. I felt like I looked really good on that day. So I was like, how dare you pull on my shirt? Uh, but when they pulled on my shirt, they whispered to me and they said, look, you have to decide what hill you're going to die on. And of course, what hill you're willing to die on, it's a metaphor for when you um, open your mouth and you speak up and you say something, uh, whether or not you are alone in that way of thinking or there are many that endorse and embrace, the first voice that comes out of the gates is the one that everybody will remember. And I remember this individual saying, look, um, perhaps this is not the, the time uh, nor the place uh, for you to say something, because if you say something, you will never be able to walk it back. 
And so now many years later, right, many, many years later, I think about this particular meeting that I was sitting in, and I got to tell you, I got to be honest with you, I wish I would have fallen on my sword on that particular day. As a matter of fact, I wish I would have gotten up, uh, despite being pulled uh, to sit down, I wish I would have gotten up and said something. Let me explain to you why. You know, one of the things that I find in most organizations is that we are constantly uh, trying to shield and protect individuals um, from truth. And when I say truth, sometimes truth is relative, and then other times truth is truth, right? There's no denying it. One plus one equals two. And the reality is this truth that we talk about is the type of truth that's not just a personal axe to grind, but it's a personal truth that is required, that needs to be spoken uh, so that wherever it is that you're leading will have the benefit of at least having your voice uh, somewhere in the table. And if you're like me, perhaps, and of course, there are different types of leaders, right? So this is not that every single leader has to be the same kind of way. Um, but if you are going to lead with integrity, there will be times where you have to say something. And here's the thing. You have to be able to measure whether or not what you're saying is worth um, being spoken of or whether or not you have to table it and wait for another opportunity where you might be able to articulate it and express it in a different type of way. Now, in the Western world, one of the things that maybe I don't necessarily love uh, so much as I often evaluate how leaders lead, what they say and how they say it, the reality is we live in a place where politics, and of course, you cannot avoid politics. There's no way around it. There's no way for you uh, to not be political in some kind of way. But these days, I find that composure seems to be winning a lot more over transparency. And so here's what it is. For a lot of leaders, they are often celebrated because people will say, I don't know how they did it. How were they able to sit through that entire meeting? There were individuals that were taking jabs at them and saying things that were inappropriate. How is it that they were able to sit there with such composure and such grace and such this and such that? And can I just tell you, there is a time and place for all of that, right? So it's not that you're going to shoot um, first and then ask questions last. But the reality is you cannot be a leader who is consistently known for never saying anything and for not speaking up at the appropriate time. And the reason why I say this is because remember, when you are leading, you are not just leading yourself. You are leading others who are constantly evaluating what kind of leader you are. And to some degree, the reason why you do have to speak up is you also have to become the voice for those who have no voice. Now, let me also say this, because you have to be careful because there are some individuals that have an ax to grind, and when they find that they have the ability to partner and align themselves with you, they will kind of pull on your strings and say, hey, Andre, I think this would be something that you could speak on. And next thing you know, you've now developed this vibrato and this gusto to speak up about something that you were not necessarily um, passionate about, but you spoke up because you felt as though you were advocating for the person that did not have the courage to speak on their behalf. 
Now, those moments, they do come and they do, they do go, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about the reality that as a leader, there will be times where you have something that needs to be said. You do need to speak up. You do need to articulate yourself. And you do need to um, challenge the authority of those that may have the positional power over you, but they may not necessarily have the influence over you. And so as you sit in some of these meetings and you may hear something that doesn't sound right, and even though people talk about having all of this experience and they know exactly what they're talking about, uh, the reality is you can have a lot of experience and never have gone through the thing that requires a lot of um, uh, thinking and processing and uh, a, a different level of implementation. Yeah, so really what I'm saying is you've got to be the type of leader that when those that are working with you, those that you are accountable for that require you to speak on their behalf because they may not be in the room, you cannot sit there in silence. And so while the world might be celebrating your ability to be composed and sat, stand there and sit there, and you know some people have even the mastered the art uh, to where they, they, they never say anything and you can't even tell by looking on their faces because they've mastered these other things. I never forget that, <laughs> I mean, everybody has a tell, right? So every single person has a tell. And if you don't know what a tell is, uh, you know, in gambling, there's always a person that has a tell so that when you're at the table and you're about to uh, show all your cards, somebody will know whether or not you're bluffing or not because there's something that you do, whether there's a twitch in your nose or something that you do with your face or your body. There's different body languages. There are some people who have mastered the art of not having a tell, so nobody really knows that you are infuriated and angry about something that you've encountered and or seen in, in, in a meeting that has significance. And whether or not people know whether or not you are upset, angry, hurt, pained, you have a responsibility as a leader to speak up for the things that matter that will also help the individual who is not in the room. And that's why, for me, I understand self-preservation. But at some point, you have to be willing to die as a metaphor on some hill for the sake of pushing the agenda forward uh, for the thing that will actually help people within your organization to grow and to thrive. And part of what you are also doing there is you're building trust. And can I just say this? If people don't trust you, if people do not trust you with being a leader of integrity and character as well as one who will speak up for what is right, then after a while you will notice that you are either walking by yourself or being followed by individuals who know that because you never stand for anything, they'll go with you anywhere because nothing will really come out of you that's worth salvaging. And this is why I think the work of transparency is important. So one of the conversations I've been having with a lot of individuals recently is, look, tell me whatever you want to. Share with me whatever you want to. Disagree with me even if you want to. But if you decide that you're going to tell me your truth and speak to your own 
personal truth, then you also have to give me permission to do the exact same thing. And I'm not talking about being rude or disrespectful or putting somebody down or making somebody feel as though they are belittled because you may have the positional thing happening for you. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that transparency is required because I think people should know what it is that you stand for. And when people understand what it is that you stand for, then after a while, especially if you are a leader that is in a, uh, whatever the organization may be that you're leading in, when people know what it is that you uh, stand for, you will uh, um, attract people to your organization, but you will also help people to filter away. Because one of the things that I think... um, we struggle with is understanding that not every single person needs to be in your organization. And of course, the flip side to that is not every single person does not need to be in your organization. So when people see what it is that you stand for, and they see that no matter what meeting you go to, what meeting you're leading, you're constantly saying, Um, the same kind of thing, uh, but in a different kind of way, after a while, they will know exactly what it is that you are standing for, and they will get behind you. And I've seen in my years of leading that there will even be times where somebody may have gone into a meeting believing a certain kind of thing and having a particular uh, perspective on something, but because of your um, passion and your persuasion and your, your, your ability to articulate yourself as well as articulate on behalf of others, I have seen people change their mind. And that's okay, right? Because I think as leaders, even though you don't want to be manipulative and use your position to constantly have people swaying towards your direction, you also need to understand that it is okay to be passionate enough so that you can get some people that are willing to march with you. But how will they march with you if you never actually show them what matters to you? You know, um, I heard somebody say that one of the signs of a great leader is whether or not they are able to um, sit through a meeting and not show one side or the other, um, you know, how they actually feel. And you know what? The longer I live and the longer I lead, I think that that's not necessarily true. I think that it is important that people should be able to leave a meeting and say, despite how I know that Andre feels, I do appreciate that he was willing to chair a meeting or have a conversation um, that they perceive as being balanced, even though I know that that's not necessarily the way that he would like things to go. And even if things don't necessarily go the way that you would like them to go, here's the other piece, that you also have to get behind whatever it is that is going to happen, even if it doesn't go your way. And that's part of the transparency, right? So when people understand that, you know, going in a different direction may not necessarily be what you want, but it's not a matter of ethics or morals or values, those kinds of things, and you're still able to get behind it, I promise you, after a while, some of these individuals who may not think like you or act like you or even vote the same way that you might vote, they will still get behind you as a leader. And maybe this is what we're talking about today. Maybe sometimes we need to throw a little bit of composure out of the way. Like we need to turn over some tables and upset the um, apple cart and run ahead of uh, the horse. I don't know. Like I think that maybe that's okay. I think it's okay because it allows people to see 
that the way that they understand how passionate you feel about something is to let your hair down and maybe composure is not the thing. And I know some of these like, okay, does that allow me to use language that's inappropriate? No. And I think that the higher you go up as a leader, when you go into rooms where major decisions are to be made, you have to learn how to compose yourself and speak clear and articulate uh, the things that really matter to you. But at the same time, you have to be able to be transparent. Like who wants to constantly be leading individuals and they don't know what you stand for or who it is that you stand for or the things that really matter to you. And then now you've been with the organization for 10, 20, 30, 40, uh, 50 years. You've been with the organization. And at the end of the day, you, you retire. And when you begin to reflect on who you've been and what you've been to the overall organization, you don't even know who you are. As a matter of fact, as you retire, you're not necessarily even clear as to what your contribution has been to your organization because you've never actually spoken up. You went the route of politics. You went the route of peace. But can I just tell you, sometimes in order to get to peace, you have to have some battles. You have to have some wars. You have to have some squabbles. You have to have some significant disagreements because all of that is leading you back to, here we go again, your mission, your vision, your core values, and the objectives that you have to implement. And here's the thing. If you can't be you and you feel as though you are leading in a particular space and or place where you cannot be yourself, I think it's also okay for you to quit. I think it's also okay for you to move along and do something else because when you look in the mirror at yourself, you have to be able to sleep with yourself and live with yourself and be okay with yourself. But if you are constantly going in the direction of composure versus being transparent, then how do you live with yourself? How do you become comfortable with the man and or the woman that you are? You know, recently, my hat goes off, and I know that there'll be some that will disagree, and I, I have to say this. I saw what Julie Black did uh, with the uh, national anthem um, at the NBA All-Star Weekend, and whether or not you like what she did or not, that actually took courage, and it took courage for her to stand on behalf of the First Nations people because what she was saying is we need to stop pretending that we don't see the elephant in the room. We are living on native land. And she said it. She changed the word. And I know, I, I read it. I read it on Instagram. I heard some of the sound bites of individuals that were upset with her saying, how dare she do that to the national anthem? It's such a coveted thing and such a sacred thing. But you know what? She went the route of transparency and truth. And I think as a result of that, even if you don't like what she did, you have to, you have to, um, you have to agree that what she did was a real leadership move where she decided that instead of just using this platform that she's been blessed to have, she has sang all over the world on different platforms, but this is the one that mattered. And she was singing on behalf of Canada, but she's not just singing on behalf of Canada. She was also singing on behalf of Canadians who are native. And when she did that for me personally, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for her, I've seen what she's been doing for a long time. I thought to myself, 
What if more leaders led in that kind of way? What if more leaders used their uh, platform, uh, the exposure that they have to be transparent versus having the conversation in the coffee room? And there's nothing wrong with the conversation in the coffee room. But at some point, you've got to step out of the coffee room and you've got to be transparent and you've got to ruffle some feathers and you've got to say some things that may not be popular. But if it is your truth, you also have to say it in such a way that you communicate that truth without being disrespectful, but being transparent. Yeah, this is a this is a good conversation today. Because what I'm saying to you is maybe sometimes we have to stop not being ourselves. Maybe it's time that as leaders, we start leading with courage. And part of leading with courage means that you have to be transparent. Because people need to know how your heart beats and what are the things that matter to you as well. And should you do it at the cost of destroying the organization? No. But maybe by speaking up, you may destroy some of the things about the, um, the organization that needed to change anyways. So I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. And I'm challenging you as I'm challenging myself as a leader to do more than work on composure. But let's work on being more transparent. Let's allow those that we lead to see how we really feel about things so that they will know what we stand for so that they can stand with us or against us, but stand they must. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and comment so that we can keep this conversation going. But as leaders, we're going to move from being just composed individuals to being transparent because there will come a time that we will have to fall on our sword somewhere so that there will be advancement for those that we are responsible for who are waiting for us to lead the charge so that they can charge with us. Take, take care. Until next time, my name's Andre. I'm both host and founder of BSTL. And this conversation is helping us to build something that lasts. Take care for now.